When you go to launch a business or put anything out online, one of the very first things you notice is how crowded it is already on the internet. I mean, just about any business idea, niche, anything you're thinking of putting out, not only has someone already done it, but there tends to be multiple competitors for the same thing that you're doing. So how do you, the average person with that idea, that skill, that thing that you want to get out into the world that you know will help people, how do you get noticed? I mean, with consumers' attention spans going down and down and down and being shorter and shorter, what do we do? How do we, how do we hook them? Well, to answer that question, I sat down on this episode of What's the Secret Podcast with best-selling author Brendan Kane. Brendan is the author of One Million Followers, How I Built a Massive Social Following in 30 Days, and also his new book, Hook Point, How to Stand Out in a Three-Second World. Now, in this episode, we're going to talk about Brendan's hook point strategy, how you stand out quickly, get people to engage with what you're doing, and build a good following and audience online. So do me a favor, grab a cool drink, stick a little umbrella in it, sit back, and enjoy this episode of What's the Secret Podcast. Tired of being at the mercy of your job? Tired of watching your hard work fill someone else's bank account? Want control of your time and lifestyle? Well, if you want the real secrets, the gurus won't tell you of how ordinary people, just like you and me, can create thriving businesses that deliver financial and lifestyle freedom, you're in the right place. Aloha. My name's Tom Gaddis, and welcome to What's the Secret Podcast. All right. Aloha, Brendan, and welcome to What's the Secret Podcast, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. It's a pleasure to connect with you and all the listeners out there. Yeah, I'm actually really excited to uh, have you on the show because uh, you came through a mutual connection of ours, and um, it was uh, it was a, it was a surprise to me because I had actually been looking at one of your books online for a while, the One Million Followers, and uh, I hadn't ordered it. And then I found out you had this book, Hook Point, and so I ordered that one, and luckily it came in yesterday. So I got to uh, do a little bit of uh, research and reading up on what we we're going to talk about today. But I'm excited for the listeners to to hear your take on this. Cause I, I think it's something that a lot of people struggle with, right? Um, mainly, uh, mainly because like you say in the book, it's simple, but it's not easy. Right. And like, just where do you start? So maybe you can tell the listeners a little bit about kind of the, the, you know, the, the hook point of hook point, and then we can get into some questions. Yeah, I mean, the reality of the world that we live in today is very noisy. There's over 60 billion messages sent out on digital platforms each day between social media, email, text notifications. And the reality is that you're no longer just competing against your direct competition. You're competing against every piece of content out there. And this doesn't matter if you're a B2B company or a B2C. You're competing against all of this other noise which makes it critically important to have this ability to grab attention. I would say that that is the biggest asset any business could have is the art of gaining attention. And, and when we say attention, it's really capturing that first three to five seconds because without it, they'll never get to your true genius. They'll never get to your offer. They'll never get to your product or service. So we created this framework, which is called a hook point, 
and at its highest level, a hook point equals grabbing attention. Now, with a hook point, there's three core pillars to making it successful. The first is grabbing attention, which we can dive into uh, in a little bit. Uh, but once you have the attention, what do you do with it? Because we're not talking about clickbait here. We're not talking about tricking people or misleading people because it doesn't equate to anything. So the second core pillar, once you have the attention, is what is the story that you tell to maintain that attention? Now, maintaining attention is critically important, especially on social media, because the, the algorithms that control reach look at how long somebody spends with content. The more time people spend, the more reach they'll give you at its highest level. Same thing with the auctions. If you're running paid, they look at how, what is the experience of the ad that you're creating. The better the experience, the longer people spend with your ad, the lower your cost will drop in the auction. So the third core pillar is, okay, now you have them consuming your story. Do they believe it? Do they trust it? Is it coming off authentic? So all three have to come together is if you don't grab attention, you'll never get to the story. If you grab attention and your story sucks, you lose the attention. If you grab, grab their attention, you have an amazing story, but people don't believe it, then it falls apart. So all three have to collectively come together to really capitalize off of this new world that we find ourselves in. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. And I want to get to the authentic part in a minute, because that's something that I talk a lot about on the podcast and that I've seen be highly effective in my business. But let's start with this grabbing attention part. So, you know, where where do you come up with those those hook points? Like, where's the best place to start looking for those things in your product, service, business, whatever it is you're doing, um, that you can then expand out into these things that are going to, you know, stop the, and I guess you're not just looking to kept, capture the attention of everybody, right? Like, you're looking for that kind of ideal person that fits what it is that you're offering? Well, we'll start with the, the last part of it. What we do when we're developing hook points for clients, we want to craft it for the general audience. Unless you're doing a B2B message, like you're messaging a specific CEO of a company through LinkedIn or through email, that's a different story. Then it has to be honed in directly to them. But if we're talking about creating an organic piece of social content or, 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 an orga- or, or even an ad campaign, we want to make it as general as possible to bring in the largest audience possible. Uh, so for example, like I'll just break down like the book, 1 million followers, my first book. So we have sold tens of thousands of copies. I don't, I don't know what the actual number is, but it's, it's close to approaching 80 or 90,000 copies worldwide at this point. So the general message, the hook is a million followers in 30 days. Now I hook them in with that message because I know that's what people want, okay? But it's not what necessarily what people need. But if I gave them, if I promoted what they needed, they probably wouldn't buy the book. So I start with what they want, bringing the largest general audience possible. And I know 98% of the people reading that book are not gonna be my core audience or core customers. But by seeding the market with so many copies, I will hit my core demo. So for example, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Keller Williams, the real estate agents. They're probably one of the biggest uh, commercial or residential uh, real estate agencies in the world. And recently I found out that Gary Keller, the founder, discovered my book and, and is now is recommending it to all of the agents. So that is 
my core audience that I'm going after. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm not delivering value to all those other people that buy the book, but because my hook is, is powerful on a larger scheme of things, I can sell tens of thousands and soon to be hundreds of thousands of books, and not every person has to be that core audience member. Now, the reason that we go that approach is because it, it maximizes brand awareness, it maximizes brand efficiency, and also that hook targets the core audience. At the same time, when we make our message more generalistic, it gives us more weight in the algorithms to give us more reach. Because if I do a hyper-targeted message and a majority of people are skipping past it, either organically or through paid, on an organic side, that's going to limit my reach potential on the organic. And on the paid side, it's going to increase my cost in the auction. So that's why we we look at making it more uh, generalistic. Now, my creative uh my creative partner he has over 40 billion views online for the companies he's worked with and the clients and that's what they did did is they took concepts that maybe were very specific to a niche and made it more digestible and more fun and engaging for a general audience so they'll they'll have a video with 100 million views and within that 100 million views maybe a million of them are their core audience but they still hit their core audience and the general audience in a powerful way that just amplifies everything that they do. Uh, that that that's super interesting. But uh, you know, because a lot of times you hear people talk about get specific, get specific, get specific. But in this case, when you're talking about building that maximum brand awareness, you want to you want to keep your message like it still needs to be on point. Like like you said, it's not clickbait. So we're not telling them one thing and then bringing them into something entirely different. We're at least in the ballpark of the interest, but then once they get in, we're able to kind of weed those people out and and segment them off into the various places that we want and get to the people that we're we're ultimately trying to reach. A hundred percent. And again, it depends on the channel you're using. If you're using social media, for example, you're going to want to make your hook uh, general that attracts the biggest audience possible because that is going to play off in the algorithms, giving you reach and a lower cost in the auction. But again, as I mentioned earlier, if you're just doing a cold outreach campaign to a specific CEO or maybe 10 CEOs through LinkedIn or email, that's a whole different ballgame and story. You want to be very specific and targeted with your message. Yeah. Well, and you hit on something else too. You said um, you were you were talking about their pain points and like, because you, you know that's what they're like, that that idea of a million followers, like that's something a lot of people want, right? And you you gather that by looking at the audience and then picking out what is it that they're after and then focusing on that. Yeah, and again, there's a big difference between what people want and what people need. And oftentimes people will not buy what they need, but they'll buy what they want. So again, with the million followers is I was positioning what they all want, which is followers, but what I'm giving them what they need, which is the mindset, the testing process, understanding how social media works, understanding how content works. Do I deliver on how to generate followers? Yes, but I'm providing them with so things that they really need. And I think oftentimes marketers uh, will get mixed up with that is they'll just try and sell them what they need. And if I just have, if I change the title of the book to, you know, the, the mindset guide to social media or the testing guide to social media, wouldn't nearly have the impact. Same thing with like, you look at like Tim Ferriss and what he did with the four hour work week is 
what he's doing is delivering whatever people want, which is a shorter work week, but he dives into outsourcing and things like that. And if he changed the title to Tim Ferriss's outsourcing guide or the, the guide to outsourcing, who's going to buy that? Nobody. So what he's doing and what our job is as marketers is, yes, you want to understand what a consumer needs, but also understand what a consumer wants and determine that hook. What is the hook that's going to bring them in? Is it what they need or is it what they want? Yeah, I mean, that's that's so true because I know I deal a lot with people that are looking to start businesses, side hustles or or you know freelancers or people trying to start an online business and you know it we do, we do a lot where we talk about the different tactics and things that you can use for that and some of those tactics generate quick results right but in the end when you're trying to build a long-term business it's going to take work effort like we can bring them in with those those ideas that will help them get started and get some traction but then we have to start talking about well how do you put in the work and the effort to build this thing into something big and durable that's going to last, right? Not just a, a one-hit wonder. This episode of What's the Secret Podcast is sponsored by Offline Sharks. Offline Sharks, where website designers, social media experts, SEO professionals can get custom software tools and training on how to quickly scale and grow their digital agencies. If you're looking to build reoccurring revenue into your agency and go from one to two clients to six figures and beyond, Offline Sharks is the place to do it. So head over to offlinesharks.com forward slash Tom and start growing your agency today. A hundred percent is like, you're not doing clickbait. You're not tricking people. Uh, but at the same time is understanding psychology and a lot of what we do in our messaging, the hook points we develop for clients and the content that we create is all based in psychology and understanding your behavior, understand that people perceive the world in different ways. They understand, they perceive their challenges. They perceive solutions in different ways and make sure that we're contextualizing that in a way that the most amount of people can actually hear it and resonate and connect with a brand. Yeah. I mean, that is that, I mean, that's such an awesome, that's such an awesome strategy and such good information. Uh, let's talk about the second pillar of hook point. So let's talk about telling them that story that keeps them engaged. So we've got their attention. So how do we keep them engaged to get them to that, that final step? Yeah. So as I just mentioned, we, when we work with clients and their stories, we really ingrain it in psychology. And we use a, a communication framework that uh, NASA, Pixar, Bill Clinton, and Audi use to connect at scale. And what we really look at is there are very distinct ways that people perceive the world. So there's a subset of the audience uh, of your consumer base that perceives the world through thoughts and logic. So what's really important to them is like data and facts. And does this make sense? then the biggest percentage is about feelings and emotion. How does this product make me feel? You know, they don't care about data and facts and all that. Then there's another big percentage that is like, is this fun? Am I gonna have fun with this product? Am I gonna have fun working with this person? Is it exciting? Then there's another percentage that's really opinion-based. They want, do, do I believe this person? Is this person sharing my opinions with me? So those are just a few. So when I'm creating a story, I want to make sure that story conceptualize all the ways people perceive the world. 
So if I'm telling a story about a product, I may start with the data or, or facts and then I'll dive in directly. So let's just take like selling a car, for example. If I'm creating an, an ad for creating a car, I may start, start, start out with, so this car has the best mileage class. It has uh, 50 miles to the gallon. And when you sit in this car, it is the most comfortable car you're going to sit in. It's going to make you feel so good as you're driving it. And I firmly believe that this is the right choice for you. And your friends are going to think you are so cool because your car is going to look amazing and you're going to have so much fun driving it. So what I just did is I just took the same car and I just broke down the story in different ways so that everybody can hear it. And typically the biggest mistake people are making is when they're designing their story, they're designing it from how they perceive the world. So if I perceive the world through thoughts and logic, when designing that car ad, I may just stick to the data and facts and logic. And that is going to turn off the people that want to hear about how it's going to make them feel. Or it's going to turn off the people that it's about making it fun, exciting. It's going to turn off the people that just want to hear your opinion. So that's where we see the tremendous amount of success in all the clients that we work with we train them up on this model and we use this model to craft their hook points and craft their stories to have the highest chance of success. Yeah. I think that's such a key point that you just mentioned there. And, and really kind of what you're talking about is like looking at your story and what you're doing through the eyes of your various customers, right? Like getting out of yourself and looking at it from the, the, the customer's point of view, the market's point of view, which, you know, is something that, again, feels challenging when you start to do it and can be hard to do. But I think putting in that time to do that makes a huge difference in your, not only your messaging, but just how you relate to your market and your consumers. Um, so, now that, so now that we've got them, we've told them a story, right? So let's talk about being authentic because this is something that, this is something that uh, I feel pretty strongly about because I know when I started as an entrepreneur, like I had this idea of what an entrepreneur was supposed to be like, right? And so I went around operating like I thought this person should operate. And uh, it didn't come across very well, right? Like it wasn't until I just stripped all that stuff away and just started saying like, hey, this is me and this is what I do and this is what I've done. Did I really start to kind of resonate with the market that I was going after? So maybe you can talk a little bit about that authenticity key point and, and how people can incorporate that in what they're doing. Yeah. And, and to, to, to your background and story is being an entrepreneur, there's always a journey of self-discovery of and what am I good at? What am I not good at? Where am I, where can I offer the most value and be world-class at? And that's at fundamental at its core of making sure that you're offering something that you believe in that feels right, that you like delivering, and, and that you know you can drive results. Secondarily, as we were, we were just talking about the last part of the story, is communicating in a language that people really understand. Is like, if you're focused on thoughts and logic and people wanna hear about how does this make them feel, it may not come off authentic to that person, or they may not be able to conceptualize or, or hear that information. In addition to be, being comfortable with the way that you're delivering your content is the cadence, the tone, the delivery of it will help people you know, either trust you or not trust you based upon that. So again, a lot of the work that we do with clients and where we focus on is generally it's not the message, 
It's not the product or the service. It's the way that we contextually wrap it that allows people to hear us, allows people to trust us, allows people to believe that we're the right fit. So we never try and change anybody of who they are. We never try and change their product or service unless they haven't hit product market fit yet. Because oftentimes that, that granular or that massive shift can come off as authentic. We want to just take your core genius, take your core product of whatever that may be, and contextually wrap it in such a way that comes off positively to the client so they can hear you, so they can trust you, and then take the action that you want them to take. And such good, such good advice. So, all right, so the three pillars, I just want to make sure I'm clear on this. And if you're listening to this and you haven't been taking notes, you should take some notes now. So we want to grab their attention. We want to keep them engaged with a relevant story, something that they can relate to. And inside that story, we want to hit on all the various types of people that might want to come into uh, what we're offering, right? They're, they're various kind of like whatever excites them, like what's, what gets their juices flowing. And then we just want to be authentic with what we're delivering. And I think what I heard you saying there is like, you want, it's something that you need to believe in, right? Like I see a lot of people online that sell products that are not things they've actually ever done. And I feel like that comes through, right? Um, I know at my other business, we make a point of only bringing out products on things that we've done, that we've tested, that we know work, right? And so that's a key part of that authenticity part. After that, is there anything, is there anything someone needs to do after those three things? Well, it's constantly innovating and testing because you can nail all those three things. And if you nail it and you're successful without fail, competitors will start knocking you off. So I'll give you an example is Tom's shoes. Amazing hook, amazing story, one for one. You buy a pair of shoes, we'll donate a pair of shoes to somebody in need. It was so good that everybody started doing one for one and Tom's failed to innovate. So now they're struggling to recapture the market because they didn't constantly evolve their hook. They didn't constantly evolve their story. So that's a big part of making sure that you're constantly innovating. You look at the companies that do that, like a Amazon or a Netflix, they're constantly investing and reinventing their hooks to bring in new consumers and retain current consumers. Yeah, you know, I guess like it, because you put so much work into a point, it's probably hard to let it go, right? Like, cause you're like, we put all this work and now we got to go do it all again. But like, that's the game, right? That's the game. And that that's what you're... That's the car you're getting in. So you gotta, you just gotta keep moving forward with that. Well, Brendan, I mean, the stuff you shared was fantastic. Where can listeners go to find out more about you, what you do, how you can help them? Yeah, if they wanna dive further in, I would recommend that they go to masterclass.hookpoint.com because there we have an hour and a half masterclass that you can dive into this deeper and with the purchase of the masterclass, we give you actually a copy of the ebook and uh, audio book plus a strategy session with our team for just getting the access to that masterclass. So that's one way. They can also just go to hookpoint.com to find out more information about how we work with people. And if you're interested more about the psychology of the framework that I, I mentioned, you can just email me directly and I can connect you with a member of my team that walk, can walk you through how we train people in that. And my email is bkane at brendanjkane.com. Awesome. Well, Brendan, thanks so much for joining us here on What's the Secret. If you enjoyed this episode, 
hey, go over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this podcast and leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. We appreciate you joining us here today. Highly recommend uh, you check out Brendan's book, Hook Point. And, uh, and we'll see you guys on the next episode of What's the Secret. Stay safe out there, everybody. Practice aloha. Once again, thank you so much for carving out the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. If you found it helpful, then please share it with someone else. Just simply share the link or post it on Facebook and say, check this out. Really make my day if you did that. Also, make sure you subscribe if you haven't already so every podcast gets sent straight to you and you don't have to go searching for it. Again, my name's Tom Gaddis, and I'll see you next week on What's the Secret Podcast. Aloha for now, everyone.